Good evening, everybody. My name is Dan, and I'm a grateful, recovering, compulsive overeater, member of Overeaters Anonymous. Um, I've been uh, recovering from a seemingly hopeless condition of body and mind, and uh, I, I'm abstinent, and it's a miracle that I'm abstinent. Uh, I, I've been abstinent now for uh, close to eight years. Um, but it's it's one day at a time, and uh, it's taking my program very seriously today. Uh, without my abstinence, I would have nothing. Uh, my abstinence is three moderate meals a day with nothing in between but life. Uh, and uh, my top weight uh, was pretty high. Uh, I'm guessing my top weight was somewhere in the 300s, but I'm not really sure because I actually got to a point when I was seeing my doctor when they would weigh me and I would say, please, don't tell me how much I weigh. I actually did that. Um, and I was one of those people that avoided mirrors, uh, not looking in them at me. I did everything to avoid uh, reality. Uh, reality uh, was was pretty rough for me when I was really into the food. I uh, I've done everything with food. I've stolen food. I've eaten other people's food. I've uh, stolen money from my parents when I was young to buy food. Uh, I uh, spent years uh, driving around in my car um, eating food and uh, probably not even watching the road. Um, just crazy stuff like that. Uh, I... Um, I don't know. I've, I've done everything you've done. And uh, someone was talking about the A, Bs, and Cs of uh, overeating, you know, abstinence, uh, bulimia, and compulsive overeating. Again, I've, I've done every single one of those. At, at some point in my life, uh, that has happened. Um, I, I finally made it uh, into the program uh, in the early 1980s, but uh, not not before things got uh, really rough with the food. Um, I, I was the kind of person I can remember standing in the line of a grocery store like uh, one or two o'clock in the morning and buying armloads of food like boxes and bags of food and, and getting up close to the check stand where they were going to check it out and thinking to myself, is this going to be enough? Is this going to do it? And the truth of it is, is there was never enough. There was never enough when I was in the mood, when I was in the food, and uh, it, it was it was hell. It was it was literal hell. Uh, I first came into the uh, doors of OA. Uh, in the 1980s, uh, this is this was after spending uh, almost 10 years in uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, and uh, I didn't really get sober, but I, I started eating a lot, and uh, so the eating took over. And one night in particular, uh, I was binging at night like I did at the time, and. And I realized the next morning that I almost choked to death. And I did something that I had never done before. I got down on my knees and I and I said, God, please help me. And as I was kneeling there, just feeling terrible, 
uh, just so, feeling so out of control, a thought came over me, and the thought was, uh, go to an AA meeting. And uh, so I was I was mulling that thought over my mind, and it, that thought really made sense to me. AA was the only thing that I knew of. I didn't know about anything else. You know, I sure I tried quick weight loss clinics and stuff like that, but I didn't know of anything else. Anyhow, I quickly dressed, got in my car, went down to the Alana Club, walked down the stairs, floor, big fluorescent lit room. Everything's ready, literature on the table. There's nobody there. No AA meeting. But there was a door that was open on the other side of that room. And as many times as I've been there, that door had never been opened. I'd always been there. The door was open and there was a light on it. So I walked towards that room, walked into the room, and kept walking. And there were some tables off to the left side of the room with some windows. And there was a lady sitting at one of the round tables. And as soon as I passed her, uh, I didn't look at her, but she said out loud, she said, uh, she said, away. And, uh, you know, she just said in kind of a, a friendly, flippant way. Um, and I was, my ears were kind of ringing because I'd gone to a concert the night before. And I, I was thinking to myself, as bad as I was feeling, I was thinking, I, I, did she tell me to go away? I, I thought she'd call me to go away. So I thought, God, I got to ask her. I turned around and said, what did you say? She said, this, this, we're in this room. We're having OA. I said, OA. And I said, what, what is OA? She said, o, OA is a, a program for uh, people that are having a problem with food. Really? Wow. Hey, can I stay for your meeting? Sure. So I sat down and the room started uh, filling up with uh, all kinds of uh, friendly, nice people and normal, thin bodies, uh, nice personalities, wonderful people. These people became my new friends. I, uh, I spent a lot of time with them and I spent a lot, had a lot of meetings with them and, I, and um, they were doing a lot of things differently for me, that's for sure. Uh, one of the things that I didn't want to do when I when I got in though was I didn't want to ask for help. And uh, somehow or another, I realized or got to a point where I realized that if I didn't ask for help, that uh, I was not going to get any help. And I that's one thing I still know today. I still have to ask for help from my higher power and from other people. And eventually I was at a meeting one night and I asked a guy, I said, can uh, can you help me? I said, I, I need help. I actually said that. And he said, I can help you, you know. And, uh, and uh, he pulled out a piece of paper and uh, he started writing out a little sample food plan for me. Eventually I uh, got a printed copy of that. Um, at that time, OA... Uh, this, this was about 40 years ago. That time, uh, you could walk into an OA meeting and there was food plans on the table. And uh, to this day, I still follow that food plan. And it was uh, copyright January 1974. Of uh, They don't do that anymore. They don't have them at meetings. Uh, but they did when I went there. Uh, and those were different days. Uh, 
And uh, so I called him the next morning. I called this guy and I committed my food and I got abstinent. And uh, that was the beginning of it. I stayed abstinent for quite a uh, number of years. Uh, but what eventually happened was in the early 90s, uh, I started getting uh, romantically, romantically involved, uh, getting into stuff like marriage, uh, you know, uh, job changes, uh, children. Uh, what happened was uh, as soon as I let other things become more important, and this was difficult for me, as soon as I let other things become more important, I quickly swiftly lost my abstinence. And uh, most of the 90s, I, uh, I stayed in relapse. Uh, there was a time when it came in around 2000, I started getting abstinent again. Uh, and then uh, I got, uh, it was up and down in the 2000s, early 2000s. Uh, around uh, 2009 or so, that was when I reached my highest weight. Uh, I've got a picture of myself that I keep with me at all times. I looked at it before I uh, gave my talk tonight because that person that is in that picture will still eat compulsively. That is not me. Uh, but me today, I'm a different person and I had to become a different person. Uh, I actually had to change my mind about how I felt about just about everything. And because of my higher power, the OA meetings, and all of you, by your sharing, you're coming to meeting and just sharing from the gut, um, you guys helped me to change the way I looked at things. You helped me to, to change my mind and, and realize that I could, I could change my mind about asking for help, that I could ask for help, that I could say, I don't know, or that I could actually walk up to someone and say, you know, I, have, I haven't even a clue about what to eat. And of course, I'm only going to ask that to someone that maybe, you know, looks like they got their head together or something. But, but I got to the point where I could do that. And when I did that, when I was able to swallow my pride and say, you know, I don't know. Can you, can you just tell me, you know, just maybe act like I'm from another planet. When I was able to fully embrace that, that's when things really happened to me. That's when I started watching things that other people were doing. I'd get to some of my OA meetings in the 1980s, and it was interesting. I'd never seen people do this before except at OA meetings. These people had paper out. They had pencil. Uh, some of the, the, the other ladies had three-by-five cards. You know, they were doing 10 steps. They were doing on-spot inventories. Uh, um, they were in constant action. And uh, eventually I left that group. And when I left that group and I left those people that were constantly working the program on a regular basis, when I didn't have my surrounded, myself surrounded with people that were challenging me and inspiring me, that was when I quickly went out uh, in, the, in the early 90s. But, uh, but like I said, I didn't really reach my full weight until around uh, 2000, uh, uh, maybe nine or something like that. Uh, and that's because of the seriousness. Uh, this this dis dis disease is deadly. When, when I was at the height of my weight, the height of my addiction, I wasn't scared of dying. I wasn't. You know what I was scared of? I was scared that I wouldn't die quick enough. 
I was scared that I'd have to continue to keep paying tens of thousands of dollars of medical bills. I don't pay those bills today. I have freedom from medical bills today. I have health. I uh, My weight today is somewhere between 160 and 170. I'm about 5 foot 11. Uh, I'm old enough to be around the block, and I've taken the training wheels off. And uh, I've been in the rooms many years, but that doesn't mean anything. Uh, today, when I get up in the morning, I have to embrace my ignorance. I have to stay small. I have to say, God, please help me. My life is unmanageable. Uh, God, uh, please direct my thinking today. I ask that my thinking be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives. And then uh, I quiet down a little, and I, I try to hear what he's saying. And, and uh, usually he's got some encouraging words for me, and and uh, sometimes I'll get a little idea of things I should do if I if I listen and, and talk to him. Uh, I'm so grateful to have a higher power today that has nothing better to do than to just come with me wherever I go and be my, my own special friend and that understands me, loves me just the way I am, uh, protects and cares for me. Uh, I know today that recovery is all about willingness and sacrifice. Uh, re- recovery requires work. Uh, my my abstinence is, is important to me, and I don't let it uh, go before anything. Uh, uh, my wife had a, a very, very severe stroke about three years ago, almost died. As a matter of fact, I didn't know if she was going to die for weeks maybe. Uh, it was during the lockdown and I couldn't get in and see her. Uh, there was all kinds of crazy stuff going on. But the morning after she had her stroke, I got up and I, I called my sponsor and I and I committed my food and I told him my action plan for the day. And I told how I was going to spend some time in the chapel and, and listen to God and listen to what he had to say. And, uh, and let him be my guide. There's on page 61 in the big book in the middle of the page, uh, second line, there's four words. There's four words there and it says, he begins to think. And for me, I don't know about anyone else, but whenever I am feeling unhappy, whenever I am feeling uh, depressed, anxious I can always trace it back to those four words he five minute to... gentle reminder oh thank you uh, on page 61 the opposite of that for me today is four words that was at the beginning of a book that was written 2,000 years ago and those first words are in the beginning, God. And that's what I remember today. When I wake up in the morning, I remember what, what starts at the beginning. In the beginning, God. I, uh, 
And when I get a little tangled up sometimes, I realize that what has happened is, is I'm, I'm thinking. Uh, a good friend of mine told me, he said, uh, he said, I, he said, I know when I'm thinking. He said, whenever I'm thinking, I'm consulting with an idiot. Well, I don't think he should be so rough on him, but he did make me laugh when he said that. Uh, because what I need to do and what I do do today is as I go through my day is I just check in with my higher power all the time. I just say, what do you think? You know, what should I do next? Or, you know, uh, how about this? Or how about that? Um, about a month ago, I had to do something that I just didn't want to do. I haven't done this maybe since the 1980s. Um, and I had to part ways with my sponsor that I had. And the reason is, is that the relationship wasn't going anywhere. Uh, not that I wanted it to go anywhere, but I was having an increasingly, what I thought was an increasingly difficult time communicating with my sponsor. And when I broached the topic of uh, possibly uh, 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 rescinding our uh, relationship, uh, he, he became very upset. And he told me, he pretty much told me that if I if I if I that if he stopped being my sponsor, that for me relapse was inevitable. And uh, he didn't say that, but he made it very clear, and he was angry. And what I did do is I sent him a note, and I thanked him for all the help that he's given me these past ten years. I thanked him for being the person that he is, and I thanked him for I thanked him for having guts. And uh, I believe he's still like 34 years abstinent or something, but I don't know where to go with that. I'm I'm just glad here, glad to be here tonight, and I'm glad that I'm sharing my story. Uh, I, uh, if anybody came in OA by accident, it was me. And uh, this program works. It's a very very simple program. Whenever I complicate it even a little bit, it stops working. But when I uh, have my higher power, when I get to my meetings, when I remember that that if my phone isn't ringing, I can pick it up and call someone. When I remember that when I stop knee bending, I start backsliding. That's when I want to keep my higher power close on speed dial. That's when I want I, I want to stay as close as I can. This disease is vicious. Once it gets a foot in, it's but this program is powerful too. This program is more powerful and it's simple. It works. It's easy. Uh, if you need a sponsor, you can call me. I'll give the number after the tape. Uh, Something good is going to happen. Uh, reach out, give someone a hug tonight. Uh, let someone know how much you love them. I'll pass with that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Just one moment, please. 